Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, October 20th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture editor Ashley Steves. Ashley, send Matt. the prayers up to the theater gods. I don't know, Sondheim himself. Yeah. We are here on a Thursday for the first time all week without significant theater Twitter oh. drama to discuss. And it makes me very happy. Some minor miracles, if I've ever seen it. Wonder of wonder. Miracles of miracles. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, Patty is still talking. I just don't have any desire to continue talking about it. I mean, all things can be true simultaneously. (laughs) Absolutely. Things are not mutually exclusive. Patty is still talking, and we're not going to report on the drama. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, I did do a really fun interview on Wednesday with a director uh, who is currently doing a regional show down here in Florida, but also held probably the most talked about regional production of 2021 that is being brought back next month um, up in Baltimore, I believe is where it's at. So uh, we'll have that interview drop in the next couple days. So uh, keep your ears for that. Of course, you will get it first. Keep your ears. Keep your ears open. Out. Yeah, sure. Out. A tune. About. Yeah. I'll tell you, my like ears. The, the old. Yeah, the older I get, the more my ears stick out. It is a family trait on my mom's oh, side. Really so. fascinating. Yeah, my head is skinnier than it used to be, and so, yeah. and I have less hair than I used to have. Also so my true. ears are sticking out more than they ever have before. But anyway, it's a bowling uh, a bowling ball family trait, or a trophy family trait, rather. Also a bowling ball, yeah. Okay, either way. Uh, Anyway, but uh, you can get all of our episodes (laughs) in Patreon before you can get them anywhere else at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. All right, let's get into the news. And it was officially announced on Wednesday that the Nederlander organization will officially change the name of the Brooks Atkinson Theater from the Brooks Atkins Theater to the Lena Horne Theater on November 1st. Of course, we had already known that they were going to change the name in honor of the iconic entertainer and civil rights activist, making her the mm-hmm. first black woman to have a Broadway theater named after her. But coming up on November 1st, which is not it's this coming Tuesday, um, trying to remember what day of the week this actually Who is, knows? as opposed yeah. to what day we're actually recording. Um, but it, the formal celebration will happen on 47th Street um, to symbolize or to recognize this momentous occasion. As you most likely know, Brooks Atkinson Theater is currently the home of six. And I'm going to go out on a limb actually and say it's okay. probably going to be there for a long time a so bit. I, yeah. i'm not sure when we will get a new show at the lena horn theater did tour stop on six's international <laughs> tour <laughs> yeah something like that so it's not yeah. like the james Earl jones theater where we are going to immediately get a new show written by a black playwright in there however there is quite a bit of diversity both on stage and behind the scenes at six so i think it is something that we can obviously celebrate there as well but very exciting um black theater united back in the summer of 2020 really started to champion this idea of renaming the brooks atkinson theater for a prominent black theater legend and obviously lena horn fits that bill not only because she has a history um, 
with the Niederlander family, uh, James L. Niederlander, who is currently running the organization, his father, James M. Niederlander, was one of the lead producers of Lena Horne, The Lady and Her Music, which played the Niederlander Theater. There's yeah. too many Niederlanders in this story. Correct. Back in 1981. So it really does kind of come full circle uh, with this story. So very excited that this is happening. I am general. I don't know how you feel about this. This is not reflective okay. of either Lena Horne or... Um, James Earl Jones or even Stephen Sondheim, uh, you know, who is probably the most recent person before them to have a theater named after them. I am not necessarily somebody who thinks that theaters need to be named for people who we are going to remember otherwise. Mm. I, I think that actors and writers, their impacts on the theater are going to be remembered for a long time. I think it's the people who made changes and impacted the growth of of this art form that would be forgotten if they weren't kind of cemented in that things that aren't names that aren't found on cast albums or playbills or Tony awards, whether that's producers or even the critics, obviously with, you know, Brooks and, and all of this stuff. So I, I, I have no problem with this, obviously naming after those three people that I mentioned, because I think they're all fully deserving, but just as a rule, like I'd prefer that the theaters were named for people that would might otherwise be lost to history, if that makes sense. I, it does. I'm not so much of a purist when it comes to naming theaters, regardless. Like, they could change the theater name every 15, 20 years, and I simply yeah. would not care. I, I love, I mean, this is more of a, um, a, a gesture more than anything, and I am delighted by said totally. gesture in this case I think obviously as we've talked about when it was announced however many months ago that was completely well deserving um, but yeah I I don't really have any personal guidelines or stipulations as far <laughs> as like what what or whom a theater should be named after um, and I'm more than happy I know a lot of people have problems with theaters being renamed and I just will never see or understand that oh I don't care about that. renaming I don't, I don't yeah, care about yeah. renaming I'm renaming oh, yeah, whatever no. you, you know yeah. whenever you want but you know I just think as something that is such a massive thing like I'd like it to be a way to remember people that otherwise wouldn't be remembered Lena Horne James Earl Jones Stephen Sondheim are all people that will be remembered forever more than likely um but yeah just my little thing I guess, again i guess that's the thing of it too is who's doing the remembering and who's important to whom so it's kind of hard to like say well this person is easily recognizable to a certain audience when you know even in 10 15 years that might not be the same case so that's also also why i'm not a purist when it comes to renaming because yeah. times move so fast and people times, fall they are time, changing they are changing and people fall in and out of public recognition so easily and obviously that doesn't matter to me but i love the yeah. gesture regardless and i'm glad it's for lena yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on. We're going to take a trip across the pond figuratively because Grace is actually going to be doing it literally here in true a week or so. Um, as Grace has talked about, she is heading over to London. And one of the things that she will be seeing while she is there is the Royal Shakespeare Company's uh, global premiere of Studio Ghibli's My Neighbor Totoro, which is happening at London's Barbican's stage it is based on the iconic 1988 animated film of the same name by Hayao Miyazaki and it is being brought to the stage 
by the film's original composer, Joe Hisiasi, and it is being rewritten by playwright Tom Morton Smith for the RSC stage. If you're unfamiliar with this film, which I have not seen in many, many years, but mm-hmm. it, it's a coming-of-age story that explores the magical fantasy world of childhood and the transformative power of imagination as it follows one extraordinary summer in the lives of, sis- of a pair of sisters who meet some incredible friends and neighbors. The show is a strictly limited engagement through January 21st, and it just opened this past week and reviews have started to come out. We will run through a handful of them for you here. Let's start with, uh, let's go with Arif Akbar from The Guardian, who said, quote, the Royal Shakespeare Company's production is a thing of beauty in its own right, which, as sacrilegious as it may sound, emulates Miyazaki's original story of two sisters who move with their father father to the countryside in post-war Japan and see other worlds emerging out of it. All right, let's go to Gary Naylor from Broadway World, who said, and I'll paraphrase a little bit, uh, I would be lying if I were to claim that I was anything less than totally excited at the thought of a real-life Totoro before my very eyes. With Basil Twist, Jim Henson's Creature Shop, and Mervyn Miller, a holy trinity of of puppetry, if there ever was one, expectations were sky high. And they were exceeded. Wow is too small a word indeed. Silent awe was the initial reaction around the house. What a magical moment. And there was more to come. Um, let's go to, let's go scroll down a little bit to Sam Marlowe from the stage who said, quote, asleep in the forest, a snoring mountain of shuddering shaggy fur claws and whiskers twitching or standing over the girls in a rainstorm, a protective sentinel. Totoro is weirdly, wonderfully lovable with his piano key teeth and giant rolling tongue. Just just as jaw-dropping is the cat bus, a peculiar hybrid of Moggy and motor vehicle. Here, a massive inflatable ginger tom with highlight uh, headlight eyes. Uh, you know it's a tom because it even has a neat pair of testicles where the exhaust should be. Thank you for <laughs> right. that. I appreciate. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate the attention to detail. Yeah, thank you. Um, Theo Basanquet for what's on stage said, quote, many years in development, this theatrical incarnation makes innovative use of puppetry designed by Basil Twist and the Jim Henson Company to bring its cast of magical spirits and more earthly creatures to life. The staging is genuine jaw on the floor stuff with a team of visible puppeteers. Several gags are made about this flitting around to manifest something from tiny, fluffy soot spirits to the proscenium filling main character whose first appearance is greeted by an ovation. I, I can only imagine the amount of tears that Grace is going to have when she <laughs> yes, sees this show. So much so, yeah. But then, like, it's got to be coming here, right? Like, it's Maybe. coming. Very possibly I mean, so. How could it not be? Um, that is we'll always, th- that's always the question, to be fair. But regardless, yeah. I hope it does, because I want to see it. Yeah, I, I will say there will have to be one fairly significant change if it does come to New York. Do you know what that is, Ashley? I don't. They're gonna have to take the U out of the name because we don't oh, spell neighbor with yeah, a U in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So Get just rid of it throwing immediately. that out. <laughs> How dare you? Just cancel the whole production. Yeah, forget it. We don't want it over here anymore. <laughs> yeah, trash. Anyway, uh, all right. Let's take a moment real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. As you know, weather 
Studio Ghibli's My Neighbor Totoro is coming to New York or not. I am coming to New York in just over a week and a half. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. uh, Two weeks. Two weeks. A little more than two two weeks. weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I'm getting very close to having a complete schedule. Thanks in part to our friends over at Today Ticks. They have so many different options from Broadway to Off-Broadway to Cabaret to Comedy and so many more things. Today Ticks just makes it easy to fill out a theater schedule if you're coming from out of town or just to see a show whenever you want if you live in New York. The best part about it is it's a one-stop shop for theater tickets. You can get the best value to Broadway and beyond by going to todaytix.com or by downloading the app and it's so easy you can check out with just 30 seconds and have the tickets in the palm of your hand. The options for getting tickets through Today Ticks are pretty much endless. They give you access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows, and day of discounted tickets. So it doesn't matter if you are trying to get tickets day of, or if you're trying to do it months in advance, they are, of course there for you and both of the shows we have mentioned already in the show both six and my neighbor slash neighbor totoro are both available on today ticks yeah amazing it doesn't matter where you are the broadway west end you can also find tickets in cities across the country and around the world that includes chicago la dc san francisco sydney and more don't miss out on live entertainment. See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time, todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's run through some quick show and casting news. Yesterday, it was announced that the always wonderful Jeff Hiller will be joining the off-Broadway show High Prov, which is improv under hypnosis. He joins the show on Wednesday last night. He is replacing Colin Mockery. The show is only running through October 30th, so you have just a few more weeks to be able to see this show with Jeff Hiller. And I love Jeff Hiller. He's uh, You know him from like Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, Love Labor's Lost in the Park, uh, Bright Colors, Bold Patterns. Uh, He was also in the Hercules at the park i he is so good in the hbo max show bridget everett's show somebody somewhere i it is such a good show did you ever watch it watch that no it is so good it is lovely it is fun it is sweet and it is deep and profound and moving and jeff is great in it as is bridget everett who um everybody loves very different from her cabaret persona but it is yeah. <laughs> nonetheless a remarkable show and i can't wait for season two to come out on hbo max but jeff miller <laughs> high prov through october 30th also yesterday the paper mill playhouse announced its casting for the upcoming production of the sound of music and there are quite a few broadway names in this cast the show will begin performances on friday december 2nd and is currently scheduled to run through sunday january 1st playing maria rainier slash von trapp will be ashley blanchett um i'm pretty i'm pretty sure the most recent thing that she's done was the bedwetter off broadway but she's also been in uh, and waitress on broadway mm-hmm. and cinderella on broadway um playing captain von trapp will be graham rowat um, playing um, Max Detweiler is the always wonderful Tony Robbed Gavin Lee. Correct. Um, 
Emily Borromeo is playing Elsa Schrader. Uh, former Mrs. Doubtfire star Annalise Scarpacci will be playing Liesel Von Trapp. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher Gurr is playing Herr Zeller in the show. So tons of great stuff uh, coming to you in that cast. We will have the complete casting announcement in the show notes if you want to check it out. Speaking of both casting announcements and shows from London with puppets involved, yesterday the American Repertory Theater An announced the niche. Very not a ton of those in the uh, in the yeah, zeitgeist, but we got two not. of them yeah. right here. <laughs> the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts, yesterday announced the cast for the North American premiere of another show that I assume will be coming to Broadway sooner rather than later. Life of Pi. The yeah. show will begin performances on December 4th and is scheduled to run through January 29th. In the title role of Pi, P.I., is Adi Dixit. Mm-hmm. He will be joined by Brian Thompson Abraham, uh, Rajesh Bose. I'm going to run through just some of the names. Sethia Sidrarhan, uh, and many others. We will have the complete list in the show notes if you want to check that out. All right, let's real quick wrap up the show with a feel-good recommendation or two. The first is the trailer for a new movie that is going to be premiering on Amazon's Prime Video uh, on November 18th, just less than one month away. And it stars a bunch of Broadway stars. This is a movie called People We Hate at the Wedding. Ah, yeah. In it, two struggling American siblings uh, that are played by Broadway babies Kristen Bell and Ben Platt reluctantly agree agree to attend the wedding of their estranged wealthy half-sister in the English countryside, along with their mother, played by the always wonderful Allison Janney. So much fun. Very much looking forward to this one. This will be great. Um, And then we've also got the highlights from the Broadway production of Top Dog Underdog, which is uh, currently in the early stages of its 16-week run at the Golden Theater. I don't want to jinx anything, but as I've teased before, got a very, very big yeah. uh, interview that we're hoping yeah. to get on the books very soon. Um, this is one that Fingers I didn't crossed. even ask for. And yeah. they were like, how about this person instead? And I was like, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely uh, uh, twist uh, yeah. my arm. Sure. Yeah, why absolutely. Not? <laughs> Very excited about that. So uh, anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Ashley, where can people find you other than glued to your TV watching the New York Yankees? <laughs> Correct. Let's go, baby, on Twitter and Instagram. I know this is Ashley otherwise. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.